1: Welcome to
2: another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You ever have a
3: snack and two bites into it, you instantly regret it? Yes. I just did that.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, and the snack was... um, Wait. Mm. You regret it. Mm, right away. Um,
3: They were from the kitchen.
4: Oh, they're from the kitchen. Well, first of all, that's your mistake. You're not taking you shouldn't be eating stuff from the kitchen. Uh it was chocolate covered raisins.
3: It was a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs>
4: At least the raisins are a natural substance.
3: Yeah. Two bites in I'm going orange globular in my What, right. am, what am I doing? Mm-hmm.
4: And so you're fixing it by drinking
3: having a uh Starbucks espresso and cream mm-hmm. uh little beverage. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that that'll clear it up for you and make you feel much better.
3: <laughs> well f- We'll chart the course of that over the uh, over the show.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Hey, uh, happy to be along here today. Wednesday, gorgeous. It's the first full day of spring, if we're counting at home.
4: It is gorgeous outside. Oh, oh. It is sunny and mm. bright and beautiful. And it was hard for me to come inside because mm-hmm. I wish that we could have done all of our show prep and everything outside.
3: Well, don't worry, because after the show, the sun will still be out.
4: Which is really nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hated the spring forward. I mean, I, I like here the it result. Is. But mm-hmm. I like the result. Paying but... the price. Uh,
3: has your uh, sleeping settled down?
4: No. He does mine. Yeah.
3: I'm still waking up at weird hours. Are you? It's so strange, isn't it?
4: Yeah, that's just a thing. Lex, are you just sleeping through the night like you don't have a care in the world?
1: Yeah, kind of. Stop it.
5: Mm, yeah. Gosh, the first boy, t-
1: she's annoying. Huh? Kids. <laughs> that way. The first day I was I was struggling, but mm, now you're settled, Yeah, it. I fixed it. <laughs>
3: you fixed it. <laughs> Good job, Lex.
1: Lex, did you fix it? <laughs> yeah, a
4: little bit. Excellent. Okay. I like that about mm-hmm.
3: you. How are things? What's new?
4: Um. Well, uh, I mean, there's no basketball. I didn't watch basketball there's last baseball. night. There's baseball. There's baseball tonight, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about as the show goes on. Yep. Um. I watched uh, the first episode, season three of Sanditon on PBS last Mm-kay, night.
3: Okay. Very nice.
4: I enjoy that mm-hmm. very much. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about episode two and um, I don't know, John, I feel like that's about it.
3: Okay. That's fine. I mean, you know. Are well, you disappointed that there's no, more? No. Listen, no. Listen. Oh,
4: you know what I did? Don't.
3: Clean something?
4: I made a uh, birthday cake for my husband on Saturday. Yeah. We ate it on cake? Sunday mm-hmm. and I really screwed up the frosting. Mm-hmm. Okay. It seemed like it was too sweet to me when I was making it, and so I added some salt to it, and I added too much salt, and it was really, really bad. Mm.
3: The whole cake because of the frosting. The frosting. Could you scrape it it off? And it was a layer cake. It was Mm
4: -hmm. a layer cake. So uh, I was so disappointed in myself over it uh, that I scraped it. No. I scraped all the frosting off the cake, Mm -hmm. and I made new frosting last night, and I put it on. Whoa. And it a frosting is, redo. It is delicious, and as I woke <clears> up in the middle of the night, I thought to myself, "I have done a good thing for that <laughs> cake. I felt good about myself for doing that."
3: So, did you have a piece of the cake before you did the renovation? We ate, we
4: ate like almost half of the cake,
3: and then you because because
4: I can't. I mean, I had people there; we were having a birthday party for my husband. Was everybody
3: saying? Was everybody kind? No, this everybody is good. was
4: very kind, but I was, you know was really bad. appalled by it.
3: So, as fragile as taking apart a half-eaten cake. Mm-hmm. That that required a little bit of uh, it does. You have dynamic. to be you have
4: to be able to manage cake layers to be able to because it was at, I was in layers three layers. Yeah, so I had to take each one of them off, scrape the inside, take the next, scrape the Dang, inside.
3: That's a commitment. It
4: was a commitment, but I feel really good about it.
3: So tonight, when he comes home,
4: yeah, it's good. Well, that, yes, by last night, it was good. Mm-hmm. By last night, I did it before. Yes, Excellent. between dinner and dessert, I like fixed that whole darn thing. I like to have a bite of that. It was good. <laughs> it, you know what it was? <laughs> lime coconut,
3: lime coconut cake.
4: Really good. That mm. was that was uh, Eric's request for his. Birthday.
3: Excellent. Happy birthday, Eric. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, enough uh, the cake talk. Let's move on to some news talk. I'm okay? ready. All right. Uh, as we always do, we look at the uh, the news of the day. Kath does and digs a little deeper. So, Kath, uh, without further ado, give us the top four at four
4: for Tuesday, the twenty first of March, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Number one. Is. Russian president. Plez- <laughs> Russian President Vladimir Putin and China's Xi Jinping mm. met for a second day of talks in Moscow today and proclaimed their plans to deepen their political and economic cooperation for years to come, Besties. sending a strong message, of course, to all of us in the West that they are going to push back against what they're calling the global domination of the U.S. But as they wrapped up formal discussions, not one single bit of visible progress on China's ceasefire plan
3: Ukraine. Mm. You know, like whenever you see your friends and, you know, I think two people get together and you and you know them both and you think that is not going to be a good relationship. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not a the yep. time. Hit. That's what that's
4: what we're thinking about. They this. might be
3: infatuated right now, but down the road. That mm, is mm, it. Mm-mm.
4: She invited Putin to visit China later this year. Uh, but while all this Coming was going around. on, yeah, as all this was going on. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio mm. Kishida made a surprise trip to Ukraine. How about that? Right. Uh huh. Just days after the International Criminal Court uh, issued an arrest warrant for Putin, a court accusing him of war crimes, Kashida visited Bukha, the city north of Kiev, where Russian occupying uh, soldiers are accused of committing horrible things. The world was astonished, Kashida said, to see innocent civilians in Bukha killed a year ago. I really feel great anger at the atrocity upon Visiting that very place here, and I would like to give condolence to all the victims and the wounded on behalf of Japanese nationals, and this is how he concluded, Japan will keep aiding Ukraine with the greatest effort to regain peace. Fabulous. You can read more about that in the Washington Post. So that's mm-hmm. setting up to be interesting. So
3: Russian buddies, Russian and China get together. Uh,
4: Japan's Japan with the U.S. Mm-hmm. and Ukraine.
3: And here locally, the mayor of Green Tree had coffee with the mayor of Blonox. <laughs> so they're besties, too.
4: Number two. Flight attendants renewing calls to ban children two years and younger from sitting on the laps of their adult caregivers and parents while flying. Yep. Many domestic airlines, including American, allow infants under two to travel for free while seated in the lap of their parent. Um, However... Sarah Nelson is the international president of the Association of Flight Attendants, and she said that they had been advocating for a change in lap baby rules for the last three decades. They said there just aren't enough, there isn't enough strength on the part of any adult to be able to truly restrain a child safely with turbulence that can occur on an aircraft. Uh, Turbulation is especially dangerous for flight attendants and accounted for three out of every four flight attendant injuries. There is an increased uh, incidence of turbulent events and the need for flight attendants to be seated with their seatbelt buckled during certain phases of flight and the need for parents to secure children under two in their own seats. So we'll kind of see where that goes, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot more expensive to travel if you've got an 18-month-old that needs their own seat. Yep, sure do. And how are you going to keep – imagine keeping an 18-month-old in their own seat. Mm-mm. And number three, it's the matchup every fan and player dreamed of at the start of the World Baseball Classic, Samurai Japan versus Team USA tonight. The game starts at 7 p.m., Japan looking for its third title, while Team USA hoping to go back-to-back after winning in 2017. You can watch it on FS1 and Fox Sports. Merrill Kelly of the Diamondbacks will get the nod to start for the U.S. in the finals. And uh, I thought it was going to be Shoyo Otani, who was going to start for Japan, but instead it looks like it's going to be Shota Imanaga. Mm. I'm totally watching that tonight. Me too. Very excited. Yeah. And number four, a little bit of a weird animal story. Mm. Are you looking for a job? If you like wildlife and don't mind dealing with problem animals, then you could work as a bear hugger. The New Mexico Department of Fish and Game is hiring bear huggers that have the courage to crawl into a bear den. That's your top four at four.
3: What's that like? Someone's going to get paid to crawl into a bear yeah, den their job, and yep. hug a bear?
4: There are job openings for conservation officers on Facebook right now. So you have turnover. to have the ability to hike in strenuous conditions, crawl into bear dens, and trust that your coworkers are going to keep you safe while you do it. They said, listen. To what end, though? What are you wait, doing? This is what, you're, you're, you're cuddling bears. To do what? Who don't have parents. The what? parents, you know, you know, has wandered off. Perhaps they've had some kind of malady. Ooh. The Cubs are there on their own. They enough. need someone to assess them. I think, Lex, doesn't it sound kind of fun? It, it sounds really fun. Yeah, actually. I'm really, I knew you Little would like it. Cubs. I, I it's like it Goldilocks too. job. Listen, Something bad's going to happen. They said not all law enforcement field work is glamorous, mm-hmm. but this could be the experience of a lifetime.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Who ate my porridge is what's well, going to happen. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. You
4: have until March 30th to apply, and then there's a lengthy process. So Lex, you might want to get in on that. Mm-hmm. Start now, it, I might.
3: Can you imagine like the work photo and people are like missing limbs, right? There's my buddy here because something happened.
4: You have to have a strong work ethic, the ability to work in remote locations, and a sense of adventure is a must. What's it pay? Ah, uh, <laughs> there's nothing here. Oh, that there says is. It? What it, oh, oh. Really? You can also be a professional deer protector. That's another thing that's. Well, we ugly. do that out in our house all the time. Do you? Okay, yeah. that's good. Throw apples with your deer. apples. Yeah. Anyway, you can find that on Facebook or read the whole story at CBS. That
3: sounds too. super shaky. I
6: don't know. Like a ba-
4: being a bear hugger. Yeah. It's a baby. You're, you're hugging the it cubs, It doesn't though. matter. You're not hugging the mama bear. Who's what if the they ma- come What if back? the mama bear's not there and the, what if the, she the, is? the cubs need some kind of help?
7: 101.5 WORD.
8: This week on Truth For Life, our study in the book of Esther draws to a close. Tables are turned as the day that was set for the destruction of the Jews becomes a day to celebrate and commemorate instead. Study along with us this week on Truth For Life. With Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at
9: 6 on 101.5 WORD.
10: When you pray to God, what do you say to Him about yourself and your family?
1: I ask God for strength and courage with my kids. I know God doesn't ever give any pain without relief. So I ask Him to keep giving me strength to better raise my kids. Maybe put someone on my path that'll make a difference in my life.
10: You can be an answer to the prayer of a mother like Nirlan. My name is Anitra with Food for the Poor and we're inviting you to be a part of the miracle story that God is telling in the lives of families throughout the Caribbean and Latin America. Today, your one-time gift of $144 is going to provide a family of four with food for a year. Click on the Give Food banner at wordfm.com or text Hope one word to 91999 and you'll receive a link to give your best gift.
0: Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn, challenge and grow where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers who partner with parents, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees while they last at wordfm.com/tuitions. Youth Creation Festival 2023 is your summer destination. June 21st through 24th at Agape Farm, Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Switchfoot, Mac Powell, We the Kingdom, Big Daddy Weave, Riley Clemens, Micah Tyler, and many more. Creation Festival, Worshiping Our Creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home change. Get half off the current ticket price now while they last exclusively at
8: WordFM.com Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC.
4: Need to be noticed. Maybe that could be like the subtitle for current culture. 2023 in the West, Mm -hmm. dot, dot.
3: And you say that. The
4: need to be noticed.
3: You say that while you're broadcasting 50,000 watts and you're on Zoom as well. I
4: know it. Uh, Okay. Psalm 81 says this, in your distress, you called and I rescued you. I answered you out of a thundercloud. Interesting. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Well, we're going to look at, uh, the story of Jason Stark. Jason's with us, joining us on zoom. You can watch the show if you'd like on YouTube at the, uh, Right home, Pittsburgh. Uh, the secret place of thunder is the name of the new book. Trading our need to be noticed for a hidden life with Christ. John, welcome back. Uh, thanks.
3: Hey, John, our pleasure. Uh, listen, me. All the world's a stage, right, and all the men and women merely players. Uh, it's a fascinating look at this performative culture that we live in. And of course, there you are, you know, in the thick of it uh, in uh, New York City on Broadway in Manhattan. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's hard to escape performative culture, yeah.
11: Yeah, no it is it's it's sort of uh, the air air that we breathe. It's a um yeah, it's it's the way that we're uh we're taught to live. It's the way we're formed.
10: Yep.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of the way we ca we uh prove our relevance or prove our importance. Um yeah. you know, depending on how many Twitter followers we have or how many viewers we have or how i just i mean since we're in broadcasting we're like we live in numbers all it's it's just it's a it's a rough place to be and now everybody (laughs) in the world is in that Mm. is in that sphere right so you get judged by how many people follow you or how many comments you get on a particular post um talk about your background john how this kind of got inside your head
11: yeah well i really came through, you know, pastoring here in New York, and this wasn't completely different from the rest of America, but what was just strange is, you know, you'd go down to midtown when the pandemic happened, happened and all of these big, huge buildings are, are emptied. And, um, everyone is working at home. And a lot of my pastoral counseling moments, uh, they, they were filled with anxiety about the pandemic and, and staying safe and things like that. But they begin to take a kind of flavor of being anxious about uh, just not being seen by their supervisor. They'd get a project that was due in two weeks and they find themselves turning in three or four projects that weren't asked for on top of the ones that were coming. And just this anxiety of if I'm not seen, um then uh people might imagine themselves getting along without me just fine, and uh that was just a kind of a a little bit of a a flair, so to speak of something that was happening, but I think it was a a fruit of something deeper that there's it, it wasn't just a pandemic problem it was a a social cultural problem of a of a performative. Impulse that we have that is actually diminishing us as people rather than uh, uh, furthering us along in this world. Mm
3: -hmm. A couple of weeks ago, John, uh, Kath and I were talking about um, prayer closets. And to be honest i, I don 't have a prayer closet. I do have a place where i <laughs> where I sit but what I do know right yeah. that people have these things where they go into a secret room and pray, and that is sort of like the anti performative thing mm. um, mm-hmm. talk about about you um, you know in the secret place of thunder, you know you talk early on uh, about um, your emotional life and you took a deep dive mm. and uh, know there was a lot of things that were going on which which kind of sparked this idea of performance i mean we all live in performance yeah
11: yeah in in 2015 2016 um my emotional life did kind of take a a dive and uh experienced sort of about 18 months of depression and The thing about depression, and I I wonder if many people can resonate with this, it's it's hard to sort of perform your way out of emotional darkness. Yeah. So you're sort of a lot of the things that usually you could uh, maneuver through. Are uh, removed from you, some of those strengths, some of those impulses, they're removed from you and. Uh, it 's a deep darkness, and I, you know I had experienced some levels of depression, but I think there were some both circumstantial and maybe just some physiological things that were happening that it was long it was extended, and it was um, it was really challenging um, and you know it 's this this story where the title of the book comes from uh in I, I do remember the day it was October sixteenth Uh, 2016, and I was reading through Psalm 81, and uh, like most of my prayer times during that season, it was maybe dry, maybe it felt very empty, but just reading Psalm 81, and uh, it's a psalm about uh, the Lord hearing the cries of Israel in Egypt, um, and he said, "I, I heard you in a secret place of thunder and uh it's a, a place where god is it's it's not a um it's not on tv it's it's not on social media it's it's that quiet place with the lord and at the end of it he he's saying don't don't turn back to the idols of egypt turn to me um and if if you would trust in me if you would come to me if you would open your mouth wide he says i would fill it and that's that was just really provocative image imagery for me. Um, to be honest, I don't exactly know if I still know what exactly the, the psalmist is talking about. Open your mouth. Why? No, Philip. Yeah. but it was something that I knew that I longed for mm. and I felt so empty. And, um, and so I, you know, I didn't know what to do other than just ask for it. And it was this moment and I don't want to over dramatize it or over overstate what happened but I I felt the Lord just really meet me in that moment mm-hmm. kind of this this encounter of mm-hmm. of the Lord being um presently felt in that season and I'd love to say that like my depression was cured in that moment and I walked in victory um no it, it really continued on for you know a handful of months still but it functioned like a like a witness in the wilderness for me that I can trust that even in the darkness even in, in in moments where i I can't be an impressive person, that the Lord is present with me mm. and it it's a different kind of way of life um where in our weaknesses and in our limitations the the culture teaches us to um, resist limitations and repent of our lim- and uh, repent of our weaknesses. But it's really when we embrace those limitations and weaknesses that we can really begin to encounter where Jesus is um, and how he's present to us. Um, And I just, that was an experiential grasp for me in ways that maybe theologically or intellectually, I knew that. um, But the Lord maybe had to teach me that experientially.
3: John Stark is with us. His brand new work is called The Secret Place of Thunder, trading our need to be noticed for a hidden life with Christ. John, in The Secret Place of Thunder, you talk about um, how the world looks at um, the difference between you know, a so-called productive life versus a, a meaningful life. And, you yeah. know, that's what you're you're talking about this, right? Um, uh, trying yeah. to search for the meaning in the midst of the productivity. And that's the us, you know, we, Kath and I know what that's like. We're like hamsters on a treadmill. And, you know, uh, there's, there's productivity there. But sometimes you kind of wonder, what's it all about, Alfie,
11: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know, I was just sitting with um, a few members of our church community this Sunday. We we're teaching a class on... Um, ha- having a rule of life, ha- how to build your life towards shape your life towards hope. Yeah. And we've been asking this question. Um, if your life, uh, were to continue on in the way that it's going, is that the light that you would want? And, um, that's an interesting question to ask a room full of 20, 30 something New Yorkers who who are not from New York. They're coming to New York with ambitions and they've got a lot of, um, successes behind them, which inform their ambitions and their hopes. And so for some of them, they may answer that question saying like, yeah, I think if things kept going the way they're going to be pretty good, but maybe to ask even further, like if you got everything you wanted, would it heal your anxieties? Mm. Um, would it, would it give you rest, mm. um, in the way that, you know, Psalm 23, because that's what they're looking for. If I would just get this, I would, if mm-hmm. I could just get into this program, yeah, then I'd finally be at rest.
1: Right.
11: But if they were to be honest, they know that it won't give them rest. It won't lead them beside the still waters. It won't lay them in green pastures. And so it's a, it's a reframing or maybe even asking again if if my word if my life were to continue in the way that it's going is that is that the life that i want and and jesus sort of casts a different vision for our lives especially in the sermon on the mount when when he sort of pushes off the performative way of living and tells us to to follow a, a more secret path not a hermit path but a secret path with with the life, with with the
4: life of the father. I wish our time wasn't up, John. But again, <laughs> we're uh,
11: we're not a podcast.
4: No, <laughs> we're not a podcast, <laughs> and we're bookended by uh, the numbers of time. Uh, but I really want to encourage our listeners to check out this book, "The Secret Place of Thunder." I really resonated uh, with that story you told, John, about that day you remember in mm-hmm. October, and. Um, I appreciate you not keeping that to yourself
3: Your vulnerability, and,
4: sure. and putting that out there. So hopefully when we have a chance to read the book, we can come back and talk again.
3: Come back and dig deeper,
11: John. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. I
4: appreciate it. Oh, that's a pleasure. That's John Stark. The book is called The Secret Place of Thunder, Trading Our Need. What is it? To be noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah. For a hidden life with Christ. Thanks, John. Yeah, John. Good, good stuff. You.
11: Thank you. Thank you.
4: This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Tens of thousands affected
6: by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries.
0: My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation
12: I deserve and need?
6: The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878.
11: I'm Kareem
3: Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com.
5: Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
12: The podcast, Let's Start a Coup, wonders, what if a secret cabal of the nation's
7: most powerful tried to overthrow the president? Explore how it almost
12: happened to FDR in the 1930s in this darkly comedic retelling of one of American history's weirdest schemes.
0: And for you, Major General Smedley Butler, nothing will ever be the same. Why? Is it something bad?
7: Listen to Let's Start a Coup wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, call, it right. 724 New Roof.
7: We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the WordFM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
0: A message from the American Migraine Foundation.
12: It's an absolute nightmare.
13: There's pain that does not stop.
0: I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease.
12: I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your
6: body.
2: Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. Becoming cloudy tonight will reach a nighttime low of 38 Cloudy skies expected for tomorrow. Expect a shower in spots of the afternoon. We'll see a high tomorrow of 52. Overcast skies tomorrow night with a couple of showers and a low of 47. It'll be breezy and warmer Thursday with periods of rain. We'll reach a high Thursday of 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
3: Sorry, this is a wild story. Uh, March 13th. There was a guy, his name is Rick Rodriguez, Mm -hmm. and he was aboard his uh, 44-foot sailboat. Nice. It's a big sailboat. And um, he was with uh, his uh, three friends, so there were four of them, on this large sailboat. And they were on a three-week crossing from the Galapagos to French Polynesia. Okay. And... um, this guy, Rick Rodriguez, he was on the watch. He said um, the other crew, other three members were down below. They were eating a vegetarian pizza for lunch around one thirty. He said all of a sudden they're sailing along at around six knots, which is a fairly decent speed. And they heard a terrific bang um, downstairs. They said that, well, the second pizza had just come out of the oven. It flew up in the air, fell into the ground. Uh, this guy, Rick Rodriguez, looked over the side of the boat where he saw a giant whale that had just lifted the boat up and the whale in his quick peak was bleeding. And then after that, there was another whale spotted. So two whales swimming side by side. One of them, obviously accidentally, that's a guess. Always does it happen for, you know, was it intentional? Most likely we just bumped into it, broke the the 44-foot sailboat basically in half. They had 15 Ah. minutes to abandon ship, get into an inflatable Ah. life raft and a dinghy, transfer water and food. They had enough food for three weeks and enough water for 10 days. They, in the meantime, signaled SOS, SOS on a portable radio, sent up flares. They got in touch with the Coast Guard, but there was nobody around. Uh, The good news was, they floated only for ten hours until they were rescued. Oh, wow. By a forty-three-foot dinghy, and one by one, they were able to transfer over. Um, but this is really interesting to me. Uh, there is a, a national, or there's an international registry of a database of boats colliding with whales. And this is uh, this database has only been in operation since two thousand and seven. Since two thousand and seven, there have been twelve hundred reports of whales and boats colliding. Wow. And this is the second recorded sinking of a whale and a boat going down. Isn't that fascinating?
4: You know, I guess you have to accept the fact that you're in their world.
3: Heck yeah, you are.
4: So you, you have to play by their rules and they're way bigger and yep. stronger than you.
3: And so Rick Rodriguez says that, you know, this was his boat, it was called Rain Dancer. And he said, that boat went down so fast he said, Must know, have
4: been scary as heck.
3: Heck yeah, I'm sure it was. You know, he said at the very last second, you know, we were still tethered to the boat transferring stuff. We saw it sinking so fast we cut away and then the mast disappeared <gasps> into the ocean. Can you believe that? Holy cow. That'd be scary.
4: <laughs> Did you say they got picked up by a 43-foot dinghy? Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big dinghy. Yeah. 43 foot?
3: Hmm. I guess. It's I mean, as big they, as their sailboat. Boats come in all different shapes and sizes, well, right? Yeah.
4: That's something. Well, wouldn't you love to be on the ocean like that? No, wouldn't absolutely you? not. Oh no, no. I would
3: love to do that. No, I mean, it's so vast. Wouldn't that be wild?
4: Of course, it would be wild, but it also be terrifying. I can't if, think of many things scarier than ocean.
3: I get that, of course, hundred percent. But if you're with an experienced crew,
4: how'd that work with that experienced crew? They were
3: experienced. The good thing was, he said nobody panicked. Yeah, everybody did their thing that you know they had talked about in the case of abandoned ship.
4: Except you wouldn't be experienced.
3: No, I wouldn't be experienced. But if you're with a group of people, you just follow orders. Hopefully, I just think it'd be fascinating to be I'm out sure there it in the be vastness of the beauty yes. of that ocean, surrounded just by water.
4: Yeah. Okay. So how far out have you been in the ocean?
3: Oh, not far at all. Okay. No, I, well, I, know I, I get your point. Yeah.
4: So what do you think is the farthest that you've been out in the ocean? Like, have you been out where you couldn't see land? Yes. Okay. How How do you feel about that?
3: It's just wild. I mean, you just know how insignificant you are this tiny little pinprick in this billions of miles of square feet of water
4: it's wild. the farthest I've ever been wait this is this true? yeah, the furthest I've ever been is on a ferry going between Southern California and Catalina Island, which oh, I think enough. is maybe forty five miles yeah, but what you know when you're at there's you know there's yeah, nothing around nothing there's nothing around. There's mm-hmm. around, and it's a little. I mean, it's not like it, I freak out or anything, mm-hmm. but it is, if you sit there and think about it, it's a lot.
3: Yep. One side of my wife's family from South Dakota, uh, two of the guys, uh, you know, you think, think about South Dakota, they spent their entire career, 40 years on gigantic uh, cargo ships, trolling back and forth See, around the world. That.
4: I can't imagine I can't imagine Six
3: months on, six months off, basically, is what they were doing. No way. With a I... very handsome living right great benefits a union job and there they were and they have stories to tell about the ferocity can you imagine being on a no, cargo ship no. how gigantic those are and being tossed around like a cork
1: Lex have you ever been out in the ocean well i was on a cruise just this last october were you yeah where so, did you go um, we went to the eastern caribbean mm-hmm. and how was that it was very fun and on one of my excursions i kayaked um into the ocean to get to a separate place so we could go snorkeling Mm -hmm. and i in that kayak i wanted i was so sick were you really yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i was a little seasick so i couldn't imagine being on like a little bit of a bigger boat but like not super big could not imagine it i would be so sick and so scared oh yeah okay okay so score one for the whale
3: oh heck yeah hope he's okay right 1.5
6: WORD. Dr. Michael Youssef. It is the cross
0: of Christ that brought hope in hopeless situations in all of history. It is the cross of Christ as the only way of salvation. It is only the cross of Christ as God's way for eternal life in heaven with Him. It is the cross of Christ
14: that is more than a symbol. It is everything. Learn more this week on Leading the Way.
9: Tomorrow morning at
0: 6:30 on 101.5 W O R D. Doing it right, roofing, siding and remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Doing it right, roofing, siding and remodeling. Call 724 New Roof. That's 724 New Roof.
13: If you've heard any of our radio commercials here on Word FM, you know that we like funny stories that make us smile. This is not one of those commercials. I read this week that over one-third of U.S. adults now owe more in credit card debt than they have saved, Add in the fact that milk and gas and kids' clothes and everything is out of control. And I think it's fair to say it's a scary time for a lot of good people. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And if that's you, I do believe a cash-out refinance, pulling out some of the value your home has earned the last few years, could be a saving grace. Yes, mortgage interest rates are up, but credit card rates are about three to five times higher. We've helped hundreds of listeners do this, using a cash out to rid of the credit card debt and then saving some extra aside for the road ahead. And it's undoubtedly a life changer for many. If you'd like to chat about your situation, we are United Faith Mortgage. Native Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And I'm number
9: 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672.
13: Rama
0: Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders. Also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit RemaChristianSchool.org. A good work partner knows what you need before you need it. That's how it feels when you work with Cintas. Your dedicated Cintas service reps get to know your business and have the industry knowledge that can help you prepare for what's ahead. They'll deliver your team's workwear freshly laundered. Make sure your first aid and safety supplies, mats, mops, and towels are stocked when you need them. And your fire extinguishers are inspected and in working order. Visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready. And get ready for the workday. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? What is done right? Call, doing it right. 724 New Roof.
3: Hey, I want to give you a heads up that uh, for the next uh, several minutes or more with our guests, we're going to, we're going to talk about suicide. So just uh, an FYI, if this is something that... Uh, is troublesome or or something you'd like to avoid, here's an opportunity to do so. But uh, with that in mind, we're going to welcome back to the show Jeffrey Bilbo. Dr. Bilbo is associate professor of English at Grove City College. Uh, He's written several books that we love, but he wrote a piece uh, on a Lent and Easter special issue at CT, Christianity Today, uh, called Dying to the Indispensable Self. And Jeff, welcome back to the show.
15: Well, thank you very much. It's good to talk with you again.
4: So, Jeffrey, it's different, um, it's different talking about dying to self uh, than talking about dying. Uh, and so maybe we, it would be helpful to start out our listeners with some kind of distinction between the two and what you think Jesus is talking about in Luke 9 when he says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me.
15: Yeah, I, w- I was uh, thinking about that passage in Luke and how right after that is the, the debate amongst his disciples about which of them is the greatest. And um, it just struck me that part of what Jesus seems to be saying to, to his disciples and to us is that um, what it means to to deny ourselves, um, to, to die to ourselves in a sense, is to... Um, Give up the ways that we typically value ourselves, right we typically want to say if i 'm important, if I have a, a crucial job if i 'm the greatest, then I must be valuable and Jesus has a whole different way of valuing us based on you know the fact that we are his creation, made in the image of God, not based on anything that we can accomplish or do. Mm-hmm.
3: Jeff, I love the essay. I mean, it's so well done and and very insightful. You you talk about um, the writer Walker Percy. Um, You know, if you're a reader, I'm sure you've come across Walker Percy. Uh, uh, There's a couple of titles that are just fabulous. but he wrote a piece, um, a self-help book, essentially, that you that you quote called Lost in the Cosmos. Uh, can you talk to our audience about Walker Percy and how he sort of wades through the idea of the value of life and perhaps suicide?
15: Yeah, uh, and I think, you know, Percy's so good on this in part because he uh, experienced suicide in his family. You know, several of his uh, relatives committed suicide. He wrestled with depression and anxiety I think worried that he might commit suicide if it was in his blood in some sense. Um, And in in Lost in the Cosmos, it's a really funny book. Uh, He's got quite the uh, sense of humor. Hmm. Uh, But he has this section, one of the the sections is on this distinction between what he calls an ex-suicide and a non-suicide. And I guess the key distinction is a non-suicide is someone who's always um, considering and worried about committing suicide, worry about despair. And I think in part it's because they don't feel effective, right? Like I, I'm not living my best life now. I'm not uh, doing great things. I don't seem to be important. So do I really matter? And he says, well, on, on the other hand, what if, what if we could live as ex-suicides, people who um, have already given up the fiction that what I accomplish mm. is the source of value for my life and I, I don't have to worry about proving my worth every day. So he has this great line in the end of that where he says the ex-suicide opens his front door, sits down the steps, and laughs. Mm. laughs. Since he has the option of being dead, he has nothing to lose by being alive. And I think that's, it, it kind of turns the question on its head in, in the same way that Christ is doing and invites us to find our source of value somewhere else rather than in, uh, in, in what we can accomplish, what we can do.
4: Wow, that is really that is really good, uh, Jeff. I was just I'm almost done listening to Bono's new book called Surrender, mm. and he's talking about Nelson Mandela in the chapter that I'm uh, currently in, and he said if uh, if the amount of laughter in a life, I hope I I hope I quote this appropriately, um, if you could measure the amount of laughter in a life as being indicative of how free a person is. Mm. Then Nelson Mandela is the freest person I've ever known, mm. and that idea of being able to laugh like that, like being able to sit down on the stoop and laugh, that's kind of the ultimate expression of freedom. Freedom, like I don't have yeah. to be—I don't have to be bound by it anymore. Um, and so I love that. So, so, so Walker Percy, and I'm going to repeat what you said just to make sure that I knew what you were talking about is that the difference between a non suicide and an ex suicide is the non suicide person is still struggling with the idea of, you know, I don't, I don't have enough Twitter followers. I don't have enough. I right. haven't gotten enough promotion in my life. I haven't gotten enough accolades from anyone. I probably don't no. matter. It wouldn't matter if I wasn't here, but the ex suicide has already thought of that seen it, decided not to commit the act, because the point is that we're not measured by that.
16: Right,
15: exactly. And and that, you know, the same Christ who says, the self is the Christ who says, uh, I love you and I value you, not because of what you can do, but because of of who you are. And the ex-suicide accepts that, I guess, a different way of valuing who we are.
3: Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny just before you joined us we were talking with john stark it's kind of a similar vein he was talking about you know a a productive life versus a meaningful life i mean it's sort of the same thing.
4: and he had gotten it he had he was looking at them as the same thing a productive life is a meaningful life until he ended up in a 18 month depression depression, and he realized those two things had to be separated
15: yeah and i think we just live in a culture that's so uh so reinforces this idea of productivity and, you know, always being busy, like it's a good thing if someone asks you how you're doing, all oh, I'm very busy because I'm doing important things." Uh, but that's put so much stress, so much pressure on ourselves to be the, the source of value, to be the source of um, meaning uh, in his terms. And I think that's not, not Christian, and uh, it's important to kind of not accept the dominant culture's mode of um determining whether our life is valuable or meaningful
3: okay, so then I mean this runs totally anathema to Everything. how we 're raised right <laughs> I mean right we live for the you know the so called American dream or progress or productivity or contributors or creation makers and, but all
4: those things are good things creation making is a good thing, and contributing is a good thing and flourishing. working yeah. is a good thing and flourishing is a good thing
3: absolutely
4: it, so the, it's, so where, where's the line, but
15: that's not why we're, yeah. uh, yeah, why we're here or who i so Yeah, I think you're right. You don't want to say, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, but, that uh, all of our work can flow from a sense of gratitude and joy because of who, who we are, uh, who Christ declares us to be rather than, uh, being a way to, to justify ourselves or to, um, validate our existence, I guess.
4: We're talking to Jeff Bilbro from Grove City College. He's associate professor of English talking about a piece he wrote for Christianity Today called Dying to the Indispensable Self. And Jeff, when we were talking to John Stark a little bit ago, uh, he was in Manhattan and we were here. He was talking about um, how, you know, We were, I guess, all three of us sharing how difficult it is to live in an online world where a lot of people judge us by the number of Twitter followers we have, or John and I, how many listeners we have, or how many whatever and numbers, 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 numbers. numbers. And I wonder if this is also a hard one lesson for you, because I can't imagine a more you know productivity based career than being an academician and you know papers that you write and rate my teacher exactly. How how does that work for you? Yeah,
15: no, I think you're right, I I think. It's certainly a a temptation or a danger. I I, I feel, um, and you know, looking to my students to validate me or my peers, yeah. uh, you know, other people. So it's a you know, I, I write the pieces that I uh, that speak to the that's that I personally have yeah, that
4: you need to read.
15: Yeah. So uh, I do think it's a temptation, and I and part of what I talk about is the possibility in in this Lenten season of maybe practicing and, and giving up some of those um, things that we are plugged into that are always giving us feedback, right? So whether it's our social media device or, or profiles and devices or, um, you know, things that we look at that tell us, Oh yeah, you're doing a good job. Or you could work harder. You could be more valuable, more meaningful. Yeah. Um, to, to to, uh, uh, the, the true source of our value and our meaning, which is, uh, which is Christ. And, and if Christ himself um, poured out his God to become man, you know, how much more should we uh, deny ourselves to, to follow him?
3: i to that.
4: Yeah. Hey, Jeff, good to talk to you. Your, your phone was kind of fading there at the end. Um, so we, we apologize you. for that. But we always appreciate having you and look forward to next time.
3: Yep. Dr. Jeffrey Bilbo from Grove City College, author of Reading the Times, a literary and theological inquiry into the news and Loving God's Wildness, the Christian Roots of Ecological Ethics, in American literature.
16: Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply or play. Stop, opt out. It's a website for financing details. Windowappointmentnow.com. Attention, all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? It's time to replace. Fog between the glass? Time to replace. Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson, the company with the most five-star reviews among leading full service window replacement companies. And right now, you can buy one and get one 40% off. Just text CLEAR to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors, all with super affordable financing options. Text CLEAR to 200-300 right now to buy one and get one 40% off. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text the word CLEAR to 200-300. Don't wait. Text If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-746-3737, 800-746-3737, 800-746-3737.
9: Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years. And I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs. So how to develop preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people and that you exercise
0: proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. How was your drive to school?
12: Let me tell you.
6: I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. i to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and...
13: Let's try that again.
6: I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted.
11: Visit stoptextstopwrecks.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
3: So in drought-stricken areas of this country, Arizona, New Mexico, there are, there are companies that do a huge business in lawn care not cutting, not cutting grass, but painting grass,
4: what do you mean painting grass, like in an n f l stadium kind of kind of yeah. really
3: mm-hmm, yeah, well, like your lawn? yes, someone would come to your house and depending upon the size of your lawn, charge you anywhere between two fifty and three hundred and fifty dollars to paint your lawn, the shade of green, and they have pallets. This is the fairway green. This is the emerald green. This is the shamrock green. The color and tone of green that you want for your lawn. Now, I'm reading from an article. Okay,
4: but it has to kill the grass.
3: Well, in these drought-stricken areas, for the most part, it's dead the grass anyway. is already dead. So it goes, It looks it's brown, brown and ugly. So, hey, I'll just paint my dead grass green and everybody look happy. Okay,
4: that can't be an environmentally healthy option.
3: No. And... Uh, in the article today's Wall Street Journal. It does
4: seem interesting to me.
3: Do your neighbors paint their lawns green? Increasingly, yes. People say it looks great, but you don't want to walk on it because it crunches. And your pets will walk away with green paws.
4: That's just bad. That mm. There's no possible way that can be good for you. Apparently,
3: it's big business. Really? Mm-hmm.
4: So my sister was visiting this weekend from Jersey. Yeah. And she we were sitting there in the afternoon on Saturday and she said, Hey you guys to me and my husband, why, why is your grass kind of like orangish?" We were like, Yeah, it's just bad. It's just, it's un- un- it's it's just unhealthy and bad. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain why? it. Why is it? Yeah. You're indicted. Yeah, because it is. Well we
3: like it that way. <laughs> just because we like orange grass.
4: Yeah, we like we thought it was a different mm. option to set us apart from our neighbors. Yeah.
3: I mean Jersey. Can you imagine that the grass looks like in Jersey, all those chemical plants? I- I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, there's some beautiful parts. Yeah. But Jersey, yiza, uh-huh. yiza, yiza,
4: Yeah, I don't know. I, wouldn't it be nice to have green grass? Oh, yeah. I, I would like, I, but but here's the thing. I love that soft, you know, mm-hmm. you walk outside and it's like soft. So yeah. going outside and having it prick your feet is mm, stupid no. and dumb. And- My
3: dad was always like, you know, I remember like as a kid, uh, he saw something in Parade Magazine. Yeah. And he bought like Zoya plugs. And, like, you, like you, they sent like a little tool that you dug down into the ground, and then you put like these little plugs of what probably, you know. Oh,
4: like fertilizer. fertilizer. Yeah, like, I remember yeah. those. He ruined his lawn. They looked like golf tees. Yes. Yes, I remember that. Uh
3: huh, yeah. I mean, you know, my, my so neighbor across everything. the street you killed everything. Yeah, neighbors across the street—they uh, bring in the lawn. You know, they spray it with whatever yeah. chemicals and right. whatnot. Chem lawn. Chem lawn. Oh, yeah, I right. shouldn't
4: have brought up the a company name. Well, you it just know, popped into my head.
3: We're not criticizing. We're no, just, saying, we're just it saying, it's saying it's a it's service, a thing. right? So, but people like their green lawns. But in drought-stricken areas, you spend a lot of money, a lot of gallons of water, trying to water your lawn. Do you know? Or
4: you can just have your sister come and ask you why your grass is orange. It's <laughs> orange.
3: Yeah. Go go Irish.
7: 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the Word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
2: that's our News, I'm John Scott. There have been no sizable protests in New York City on the day former President Trump predicted his arrest. From New York, White House Correspondent Greg Cluckston reports.
17: Here in front of the Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue, it's business as usual. There was a lone protester wearing a red MAGA hat shouting in front of some TV news cameras before lunch. But aside from that, it's a typical weekday in midtown Manhattan. Lots of traffic, tourists snapping photos in front of the famous building, and New Yorkers going about their business. Metal barricades are set up along the sidewalk in front of the Trump Tower But there are no signs of any large-scale demonstrations. Greg Clugston, New York. The
2: nation's second-largest school system shut down. Workers in the Los Angeles United School District are walking off the job and are joined by teachers for a planned three-day strike. This is SRN News.
8: If you owed $30 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, You need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $30 trillion. And right now taxes are at historically low levels. So it doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are low or later when rates are much higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kurt Knodek at Accurate Solutions Groups has a free guide called Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes? to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. Get this free guide from Kirk and at Accurate Solutions Group now. 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC.
7: up. I promise you guys you will not regret it when you called Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life and it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity they took care of me and I felt such a relief a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me I love it.
9: If you're in debt and you need help call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496
7: I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps
9: 1-800-936-5496
14: when it comes a time and there is no food, how does she help the children get through that when they, when their stomachs are, are empty?
11: Okay.
1: I tell them that today we cannot eat, but uh, another day we will have food. Uh, we need to work in order to, to have food to put in our plates.
10: Today on this day of hope, you can be an answer to prayer for a mother like Marta. I'm Anitra with Food for the Poor, and we're inviting you to be a part of a miracle story that God is telling through donors just like you. Right now, because of a generous match, your gift, a one-time gift of $144, is going to provide a family like Marta's with food for a year. When you go to wordfm.com and click on the bright red give food banner or text send hope one word to 91999, you'll receive a link and you can make your most generous gift.
2: Becoming cloudy tonight, we'll reach a nighttime low of 38. Cloudy skies expected for tomorrow. Expect a shower in spots in the afternoon. We'll see a high tomorrow of 52. Overcast skies tomorrow night with a couple of showers and a low of 47. It'll be breezy and warmer Thursday with periods of rain. We'll reach a high Thursday of 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded.
5: Welcome to another edition of the Ride Home
2: with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Lovely. Thanks for being with
3: us Tuesday. That uh, was an interesting hour, uh, our four o'clock hour. Kathy, uh, uh, I saw this piece about raining space debris.
4: Oh yeah, I, yeah, I saw a space story too. Well, this is
3: really uh, unusual. Um, uh, I guess it's fairly common. So on Saturday, I'm sorry, Friday night in Sacramento, there was a, a seven meteor-like blazes that were crossing the sky around 9:30 in the evening, and um, someone says, "You know, this looks crazy," and they wondered what it was. Turns out, it was a piece of the International Space Station that had been jettisoned away from the space station some six years ago and was slowly making its way down into uh, the atmosphere where it could burn up. Wow,
4: it took six years
3: Mm -hmm. to do that. Slowly, slowly, slowly. All right. Uh, The the weird thing, uh, as I'm reading today from the LA Times, that um, this is a very common thing. Um, uh, So common that um, it happens more than 200 times a year. Where...
4: Stuff from the space station is just drifting. Stuff from
3: outer space, you know, whether it's from the Chinese or the, you know, you name it. Okay. Anybody who sends stuff up into space, sooner or later things are going to fall down. There are 20,000 pieces of satellites, you name it, pieces of old spacecraft circling around, orbiting around the Earth. 7,000 of those are working satellites uh, Twenty thousand of those happen to reenter at some point as they you know lose propulsion or usage. Some are designed to fall back, some like large pieces from Chinese spacecrafts willy nilly with no pattern involved, just kind of like let 's hope it doesn 't land where people are. Most of them obviously land in the ocean, some eventually land in populated areas, with the increase of more and more and more and more things going up into space, sooner or later, people are going to get is, hurt.
4: Do you... I find that a little concerning.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because look, we are sending more things into outer space than I know ever, ever before, before. Ever before. Right. By the thousands, pr- pretty much around the world. So okay, well, what goes up must come down.
4: Okay. Well, speaking of sending things into space, this... This is there's a crazy story in the Baffler written by Dolly Church, and the Baffler. this listen. This is what she says. She's telling the story about the recent passing of her grandmother, and uh, she's thinking about some options for
3: burial,
4: burial arrangements, whatever. Um, she contacted a company called Celestis, and she found three space burial options that were available. She could send her grandmother into orbit. She Uh-oh. could send her to the moon, or she could purchase the deluxe, vo- <laughs> deluxe Voyager package, which would send her on a quote permanent celestial journey way beyond the moon. Okay, hmm. this company has a blueprint for space burials. They're responsible for the first ever space memorial flight in nineteen ninety-seven. So, Timothy Leary. They well, I don't know. They launched the remains of. Yes, exactly. He's the he's the Star Trek guy? Yeah.
3: No, Timothy Leary is like, you know, the psychedelic...
4: Oh, the LSD guy. Yeah. The Star Trek guy is Gene Roddenberry. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Same thing. And also physicist Gerard O'Neill, mm-hmm. right? So Celestis is the one that shot them all into space.
3: Right. And they are going into deep space, not orbiting anything.
4: Exactly. Exactly.
3: Their remains are. Or their their ashes. And, or a portion of their and, ashes. And
4: they apparently, or their family spent a lot of money to do it the way they did it, but mm-hmm. if you want to cut cost, you can rent commercial space on existing interstellar voyagers voyages. And so for only about three thousand dollars, you can send one gram.
3: One gram. One gram. One gram of one gram, gram of gram. <laughs>
4: exactly. Into space. Um, well, that's not much. No, it isn't very much. What's What about the other and, 99%? And w- when that happens, all of the Graham's loved ones can, like, watch in a preferred location that, that is also bonus. rented by Celestis. You can choose from a selection of different package deals. Uh, relatives can further customize their experience with keepsakes or memorial events like astronaut dinners. Hmm. Okay. Uh, various competitors have risen because they've seen what Celestis has been doing. Uh, a UK-based company by the name of Ara Flights deploys hydrogen balloons to carry ashes into space.
10: Really?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Now, this is, now the, the article is lengthy, but one of the things that she says in here that I think is interesting is that since the Richard Branson – uh, SpaceX type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Space, which once, like when I was growing up, seemed like it would be the ultimate reminder of our mortality. Yes. There are black holes out there. There's, you know, you can't breathe without specialized equipment. There, Like there's nothing for you there but death. Now it seems to represent the next domain for human domination.
10: Uh, of course.
4: And so now people feel like, I don't want to, people who used to feel like, I would never want to go off in space because that's, all darkness. People are now saying, "Oh, that's the future." Yeah, and so that's where I want to be.
3: Well, I, I often think about you know, the William Shatner thing, right? So he went into outer space uh-huh. and came back depressed. He did because he said, "Out there, there's
4: there's nothing. There's death there. out there. Yeah,
3: this is where you want to be.
4: Everybody I love and everything I love is on this right, tiny exactly. blue planet. On this tiny blue planet.
3: Right. You know, there's, there's a movie called Twenty One Grams. Uh, is that uh, about Graham? Uh, Capital G. One gram of Gram. Um <laughs> Golden grams.
4: No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, those golden grams. That's wrong. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-one grams. The movie is about the uh, the soul, the the weight of the body, and the the weight of the the soul.
4: Oh, I don't know anything mm-hmm. about yeah, that. it's very interesting. Okay, well. There are a bunch of, as I said, space burial companies, but they're framing. No, how much money? Would but you listen, have to listen, this is this is the best part. They are framing this experience as life extending. What okay? do you mean by it? They're calling themselves immortality brokers, who are promising posthumous Come liberation on. and fulfillment. Listen, where medical technologies have failed to keep the deceased alive, kind of like cryogenics maybe, or cloning, Mm -hmm. Um, you can, under the auspices of the scientific future, send your DNA code out there Mm -hmm. and then hope that in some future time, once they have figured out how to conquer what killed you, that you can be resuscitated. What,
3: is your one grams floating through space? That is...
4: Listen to me. I talk just, about an oversimplification. I don't mean to be simplistic in any way, but it just seems like there is already a resurrection story that has been proven and seen yep. on Earth, and you know, people who are outside the religious spectrum look at that and think that that's stupid. But somehow we're going to pursue, you know, sending a gram of gram out there so that we can find her later.
3: Would she be surprised? Floating in space? Crazy. All right, uh, we'll take a quick Plus, break. She didn't come back. Go. It's her granddaughter. Who's yeah. Trying right. To figure it out. Focus on the family. Uh, what about kids and um, the entertainment culture? Boy,
4: that's a big shift between Graham and the kids.
3: That's what we do here.
7: WORD.
9: The current school year is not even over, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at WordFM.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half.
14: See the complete list of schools now at WordFM.com. 800- Nine hundred eight thousand. Rama Christian
0: School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township, serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders. Also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit Rama Christian School. Has your home fallen victim
9: to Mother Nature? Get a free storm damage analysis from Bachman's Roofing. You may never notice the damage from storms, so let the experienced team at Bachman's Roofing provide a free analysis to check for damages from the recent storms. Bachman's is now offering 0% financing and no payments for six months. Call 412-744-8390 or visit Bachman'sRoofing.com to set up your free storm damage analysis by May
0: 1st. That's 412-744-8390. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives, not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, apply now and come help make an impact and change lives in a fun, safe Christian family environment. Apply today at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June
3: i got a um a text the other day out of the blue from someone i did not recognize and it turns out it was someone in our family circle who was like 11 and i was like hey i was surprised by it because i didn't know so um
4: that they had uh, entered the digital world.
3: Yes, yes. Uh, it was cause for celebration in some way, but also cause for great concern, mm-hmm. right? There's someone. The training wheels are off, and you're about to launch into the great unknown. Heaven knows. Heaven help us. Adam Holtz is with us from Focus on the Family. He's the site director at Plugged In with uh, Focus on the Family. Uh, they've been a partner here with us at Word FM for many years. Adam, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good.
18: How are you guys today?
3: We can't complain.
4: Adam, you know what John was talking about. You've probably had that feeling with either, you know, kids, you know, Mm, or kids that have contacted you or parents of kids (laughs) who are in that circumstance. Um, uh, What do you say to a parent who's got a kid who's just entering the digital world?
18: Boy, that is a great question. There's so much to say. And let me say at the outset, my wife and I got married fairly late, so Uh, my kids are 12, 14 and 16. We're right there. Yeah. So I I think for starters, we've got to talk about intentionality, right? And intentionality starts with potentially delaying that moment as long Long as as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know that that's hard and it's also easier to get things right (laughs) with your first one than perhaps it is those after. So as a result, My youngest got her phone earlier than my oldest did. And he tells me about it all the time.
3: Like,
15: you made
18: me wait, you know, longer than you made her wait. Oh, the hardship. Oh, the hardship, right? So I think the longer we can delay, the better. Um, But I also think that we have to acknowledge that this is the world that kids are growing up in today. And the longer we wait, that it it does create uh, a pressure on our kids to, you know, feel like they're not necessarily fitting in. And so that's where the boundaries and parameters come into play that that we need to put in place. And that is, what are we watching? What are we engaging with? How much time are we spending doing that? And where are we doing that? So I think putting parameters in place where we're limiting all of those things, um, what it says to our kids is that a phone and technology is not this sort of infinite digital free pass to do whatever you want, but that it's purposeful, right? That, um, yeah, we're not against you communicating with your friends and we can talk more about social media in a moment, but but that's in the mix too, right? And navigating those things together and hopefully you're building trust with each other so that as your kids get older, you can give them more freedom and more privileges. Mm. But as parenting always goes when our kids violate that, then there are consequences, right? Then we have to pull back and reset some of those limits. And and I'll also say that if you have more than one child, you know that it's not just some, you know, child that's exactly like all the rest of them. They're all different. They have different vulnerabilities. They have uh, different needs, different desires. Uh, my 16-year-old son is not nearly as enamored with you know, stuff like TikTok as his sisters are. And I can't necessarily tell you why that is, but we have different parameters in place to help them.
3: Mm-hmm. Adam, I, I often think about this. I mean, you know, once you give your kid a phone, Kath has two kids, I have two kids, you know, it, yeah. is, it, is it like, you know, you know, falling through the looking glass in Alice in Wonderland or are you going into the wardrobe into Narnia? Mm-hmm. I mean, different destinations, uh, different intents. Uh, yes. but I, you, I just kind of think like, you know, it scared, it scared me so much because I think, okay, you're going in now and uh, all sorts of insanity, is, you know, your 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 spiritual self is going to be corrupted now, you'll be, you know, in, surrounded by porn, your innocence will be gone forever, and good luck with that. I mean, it, it just it totally freaked me out, as you can see.
18: Well, and I think let's talk about pornography for a minute. There was a time... Perhaps when we were growing up, when our parents, if we were lucky, um, you know, they had the talk, maybe, and it was probably in all sorts of code words because they were even more uncomfortable about the talk than we were. They got in and out as fast as they could, and that was it. They checked the box. We're now living in a time where, for a lot of reasons, and I could talk about this for a long time, sexuality is front and center in our culture. Mm -hmm. I think it largely has to do with the fact that in the late 60s and early 70s, we went through a cultural transformation where we largely threw God out of the picture, but we're wired for transcendence. We're wired to experience something bigger than ourselves. And into that void, I think that we've seen a lot of the things having to do with sexuality. And so where I'm going with this is I think Yes, there's a place for filters. There's a place to say, we're going to put some safeguards in place with parental controls on our streaming Mm -hmm. services, on devices, on specific social media platforms. And every one of those things, you got to dig a little bit, but once you get in, actually setting those parental parameters is not too difficult. But our job is hardly done there because that doesn't protect our kids from the worldview swirling all around them. And so I am a huge advocate of really being willing to wade into this conversation and to talk about sexuality and to talk about it, not once as in, okay, now we got that done, you know, um, but to talk about it from a biblical perspective and to really help our kids to develop what I would describe as a robust theology of sexuality, where we go back to Genesis, we talk about God's intent for this amazing thing that he's created because in the right context, it's beautiful, it's incredible, it's life-giving, and it fuses a man and a woman together in a powerful union. But outside of that, it's incredibly potentially destructive and at the very least really can cause emotional damage, if not obviously the physical consequences. And uh, we may not feel like we want to have that conversation, but the culture is having it all around us. And so the pornography piece is one piece of that. I talk about pornography with my son fairly regularly, mostly just in terms of checking in. Hey, you know, what's going on with your friends? Have you been anywhere that, you know, this has come up? And he's almost 17, so we've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. And the point is not to be a, a snooping policeman, but to say, this is important. We want to be a part of this part of your life and help shape your understanding in this part of your identity Uh, In a way that's godly and in a way that helps you understand that we want you to make good choices here for you, not to shame you, not to punish you, um, but because God has a good intent here. And so um, I think that that pornography conversation is an important but smaller part of a much bigger conversation about how we think about sexuality. That's good.
4: Adam Holtz is with us, site director of Plugged In. focus on the family's publication. It looks at popular entertainment. Um, Adam, what I appreciate about what you're saying is that you're not embarrassed to have the conversation. And I think that that's probably where 99% of us are, is that you just don't know how to do it. And so you don't do it or you or you I don't know. People, do it badly. Yeah, or you do it badly or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so can you talk about your decision to just, is it part of your personality that allows you to do that? Is it how you were prepared? I mean, what, what contributes to that? You know, it's probably all of that. I mean, I, I feel like I, I
18: want to live life honestly in front of my kids. And, you know, the other day I walked out of a store and I was walking to the car and I bumped into a giant, garbage thing right outside the store and a bad word popped Mm. out of my mouth. And my daughter was sitting in the car Mm. and she's like, dad, we don't say that word. I'm like, (laughs) I know, honey, I know we (laughs) don't say that word. I just did. I'm sorry. Right. And so we need to own, I think, the fact that we're not perfect. Um, My mom especially did talk about it with me when she was very young, I think in part because she had me when she was 17. So she sort Mm. of had a, you know, learn the hard way kind of experience. And she was determined to help me understand that. Um, And I'll say this, I waited longer than we probably should have. And my son and I play Pokemon Go together. We have since 2016. We had our first birds and bees conversation playing Pokemon Go. So I was a big chicken. We're doing something else. And my kid who talks as much as I do was dead silent. (laughs) And afterward, he finally said, I knew it. I knew we came from eggs, and that was his only feedback. <laughs> on <the publication. laughs> that was excellent
1: response. Um, oh, yeah.
18: and, and you realize once you get into it that um, it's not so bad. And um, our kids are at a a charter school, which I would describe as not a Christian school, but fairly conservative culturally. It's a classical curriculum, but we have all sorts of LGBTQ issues there, and so that has just come up as a part of conversation with my kids. And so we talk about that. We talk about how that fits into God's design for sexuality. And I think like lots of things, John and Kathy, the more you do it, the more it's not so awkward. It's not so mm-hmm. difficult. Um, and, and you'll become more comfortable doing it. And that tells your kids, this is just a normal part of our life and our conversation. And it's not something we have to be ashamed of or feel worried about.
3: That's good. So what you're saying essentially, Adam, is there's an intentionality in how yep. you look at the world, how you engage the world, and then how you communicate that world to your kids. The intentionality is to get ahead of the curve and to do it yep. early and often.
18: No, that's right. And and I would say the three words that really guide how we think about media, entertainment, and technology are entertainment, engagement, and conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about this stuff. because. Yeah the world is having the conversation all around us. And even if it's one that we're not sure how to wade into, it's okay to say to your kids, Hey, I want to talk about some of this stuff, but I have some questions about it. I'm not sure, you know, completely how I want to think about it. And what we're modeling there is humility. We're modeling curiosity and what we're showing them is that what's most important is that relationship. Mm -hmm. And again, if you discover that your son or daughter has been looking at pornography on the computer or on a phone, there may need to be real consequences there. And those consequences likely will come in the form of setting new limits uh, and maybe setting boundaries and having some oversight. But we never want to shame our kids in this. And they're growing up and trying to make sense of a world that is even crazier than the one that we grew up right. in yeah, in the seventies yeah. or eighties or nineties. And that wasn't an easy time either. And it's much harder. I think today.
3: That's good. Adam Holtz is with us from focus on the family. Hey Adam, that's really good stuff. Uh, before you leave us, uh, talk to us about plugged in and the resources yeah. that focus on the family provides.
18: Yeah. Plugged is focus on the family's media discernment website. We review movies, music, TV, video games, books, YouTube channels, and technology, popular apps, that sort of thing. We're trying to focus more on technology. We're a fairly small staff of five at the most basic level. We want to give you information about content. So if you hear that you know, some movies coming out and you want to know how bad or good it is, we'll tell you what you can expect to find in there in terms of sexuality or language, drug use, violence, that sort of thing. So you've got those content specifics and you can make a concrete decision that best fits your family For the most part, we're not gonna tell you what to do. We wanna give you that information because we know every family's context is different. And then at a deeper level, we hope that if you you really interact with us over time, that maybe we'll help you begin to think more biblically, um, maybe more deeply at a philosophical level and really begin to shape your worldview and your family's worldview with how you approach these issues. Um, and that that will equip you to have that ongoing conversation that I'm talking about. Yeah, that's good.
4: Sounds good. Thanks for being on the show today, Adam. Really appreciate it.
18: Yeah, that's
3: really good. Thanks for having me on. Our that's pleasure. Adam
4: Holtz. He's the site director at Plugged In. You can check it out online. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's does this make sense?
3: Does this make sense? That's next year. The Pittsburgh's Adam. Christian that's Talk it. in the Ride Home. See you.
16: Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. It's a website for financing details. Windowappointmentnow.com. Attention all homeowners! Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? It's time to replace. Fog between the glass? Time to replace. Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by. Anderson, the company with the most five-star reviews among leading full-service window replacement companies. And right now, you can buy one and get one 40% off. Just text CLEAR to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors, all with super affordable financing options. Text CLEAR to 200-300 right now to buy one and get one 40% off. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text the word CLEAR to 200-300. Don't
17: wait. Text CLEAR to 200-300. You've spent your entire working life paying into it. So don't you want to get the most out of Social Security, squeezing it for all it's worth? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team can help show you ways to do that with our free Social Security report. It's a great first step to learn how your benefits can play a role in your overall retirement income plan, especially because the Social Security Administration can't give you advice. It's different for everyone, and there are a lot of factors that go into knowing exactly how to maximize your benefits, but based on the decision you make, you could end up with tens of of thousands of extra dollars in retirement simply by being informed. Get this free social security report from Accurate Solutions Group by texting the word SECURITY to 412-515-3555. That's SECURITY to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government.
16: Pete
5: Talbot here, along with my son, Seth. And together, we're thrilled to remind you that a special presentation of Against All Odds, Israel Survives is streaming for free right now
0: on SalemNow.com. My dad and I, like you, are amazed at how God has protected and blessed the
17: state of Israel. Against All Odds, Israel Survives is a docudrama that dramatically illustrates the many miracles that took place in the formation and ongoing protection of Israel.
5: And it's streaming for free right now on SalemNow.com.
7: Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Hi, Mom. I'm heading out with the kids for seasonal flu vaccines. But you're so healthy. That might not protect us. We know someone whose healthy nephew died last year from the flu. That's awful. I get my vaccine every year. It makes sense for all of you, too
9: seasonal influenza is a serious and sometimes deadly disease health officials recommend vaccination for all children six months through 18 years get fluent learn the flu facts visit
2: preventchildhoodinfluenza.org becoming cloudy tonight will reach a nighttime low of 38 Cloudy skies expected for tomorrow. Expect a shower in spots in the afternoon. We'll see a high tomorrow of 52. Overcast skies tomorrow night with a couple of showers and a low of 47. It'll be breezy and warmer Thursday with periods of rain. We'll reach a high Thursday of 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
4: Does this is makes sense.
3: This is what makes it.
4: Magazines. Boy. Time. Yeah. Newsweek, Better Homes and Gardens, Sports Illustrated.
3: Boy, there was a time. Didn't you love your Popular some mechanics. magazines. I remember being a kid and having paperboy money, and going to the drugstore and standing there and like couldn't wait to peruse the magazines and then buy one
4: i'd buy teen beat so i could get the poster of parker stevenson in the middle
3: spring training started for me
4: don't think i didn't lexi because i did
3: when the baseball registry like they would they would print the the spring magazines you know in Mm -hmm. february teen beat
4: sure tiger beat
3: i loved popular mechanics of
4: course so did i i mean time magazine there's your f- grandma did she read reader's digest oh we had my grand. my mom read reader mm. we all read it what about ladies home journal yep mccall's mccall's i forgot about mccall's mm-hmm. cosmo
3: oh, cosmo mm-hmm. that made its way into our house I with our imagine. five sisters how about vogue sure you-
4: we never got that we oh. never subscribed
3: One of my sisters, yeah, oh yeah, she thought she was, you know, going to France.
4: U.S. News and World Report? That was Mm. someone who was concerned about the news in a serious way.
3: My dad would get the American Legion magazine. Oh,
4: okay. Mm -hmm.
3: Always they're selling gold coins and flags. We'd
4: get the Polish Falcon newsletter. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think that...
3: Magazines,
4: I love me a good
3: magazine, but they are really... Have you picked up, like, time?
4: I can't... I have two subscriptions I can't get rid of, because every time I try to cancel them, they keep coming.
3: I mean, talk, if you talk about the demise of... Time and Newsweek yep. used to mean something. Yep. Now...
4: Pfft, Nothing.
3: Who, no one even knows what they are.
4: So does it make sense? No. No. Sorry to I say want it to. I want magazines to make sense, but the bottom line is I'm mm-hmm. sorry they don't.
3: All right. Does this make sense? Cheese curl.
4: You're saying that because you had some earlier.
3: Okay. Now, listen. When I was a kid, sometimes, you know, we'd have like a bag of chips, potato chips. Company would come. We'd have chips, pretzels. Big time company, chip pretzels, cheese curls. Roll out the cheese curls. The Pope's coming over. The Pope's coming over. We need a bag of cheese curls. I mean that was like serious. The big three when the cheese curls rolled out. So I'm I'm in the snack department, you know, giant eagle or what. I see a bag of cheese curls. I get a little emotional. (laughs) Do you think it it means something to me that's serious? Yeah. There's a weight, a gravitas to something that's like super cheese ball.
4: Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever linked the (laughs) cheese curls with gravitas before.
3: (laughs) The Pope might come over. We need the cheese curls.
4: I think they do make sense in a very niche way. I say, yes, they do make sense. I
3: think so too. Yeah. Have a few while you're reading the magazine. 101.5
7: 101.5 W O R D.
3: The biggest
9: annual outdoor celebration of Christian music happens right here in Pennsylvania. And Word FM is making it easier for you to go. <laughs> Creation 2023. This year's lineup includes Katie Nicole, We the Kingdom, Big Daddy we Mac Powell, Micah Tyler, Switchfoot.
1: I'm very excited, yes, I am.
9: Why pay full price? As a Word FM listener, your ticket is 50% off. Did you get your tickets? Go to WordFM.com for access to your half-off tickets for Creation. In 2023.
7: Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Springhouse? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half and we'll send along cooking instructions too. Mmm, how about Springhouse scalloped potatoes and homemade applesauce to go without ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them, too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at SpringhouseMarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84 Pennsylvania.
5: Your healthcare is just that. It's your healthcare. It's yours. You are unique. God made you. So instead of being a number in a system, think about being a part of a community, one made for you. Metashare is healthcare sharing. It's not health insurance. It's a community of Christians who actually care about you and the things that matter most to you, like your convictions. You want to know your money isn't paying for things you don't believe in. Instead, now you're sharing, you're helping. Real people, not a corporate bottom line. And when you have a need, they're there for you. Other MediShare members and staff even praying for you. For 30 years, MediShare has meant affordable, reliable health care. And when everything else seems to be getting more corporate, more impersonal, this is a breath of fresh air. And it may be just what you have been looking for. Call now. They're very easy to talk to. 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844 47 bible Eight four four
0: forty seven Bible. Rama Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township, serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders. Also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit. At Raymachristianschool.org.
4: Happy to welcome Bonnie Christian back to the program, columnist at Christianity Today and author of A Flexible Faith Rethinking What It Means to Follow Jesus Today. Bonnie,
12: welcome back. Thank you so much for having me again.
3: Yeah, it's our pleasure, Bonnie. You wrote a piece at Christianity Today called These States Are Devouring Widows' Houses and it's really focused on the slippery slope of property tax. Can you talk to us about this? Um, You start off by talking about uh, a 94-year-old widow, Geraldine Tyler. She's kind of like in many ways the poster child for what's wrong with how people, governments, local and state governments look at property
1: tax.
12: Yeah, so it's pretty standard practice across the, the states that if you uh, you know, if you fall behind on your property taxes, at a certain point, there's, you know, a, there will be a law providing that the, the state can, or the city, or or frequently, like the state and city, or the state and county working together, they get to take your house. Um, and so that's that's pretty standard. What's different, uh, and what Geraldine Tyler is experiencing in Minnesota, and this is the case in around a dozen states. In some states, when they take your house, they sell it, and then they keep all of the money. So in her case, for example, she had about a bill of about a f- fifteen thousand dollars between property taxes, um, twenty three hundred dollars unpaid, and then a bunch of taxes and fees. And so when her county, working with the state of Minnesota, took her ha- her house and sold it, it sold for about forty thousand dollars. And so you would think, okay, so they keep the fifteen thousand yeah. that she owes, they give her back the twenty five and change. But they didn't. They keep, by, by Minnesota state law, they're allowed to keep all 40000 oh my And so gosh. that leaves her with, with nothing. And, you know, for many, many people, the house is, like, your biggest asset. It's your life savings. Um, and so her case, um, it's called Tyler v. Hennepin County. It's going to the Supreme Court, um, and the Supreme Court has agreed to hear it, and they're going to start oral arguments for that in uh, late April. Um, With the aim of, of, you know, not trying to eliminate the property tax system, not even trying to say your house can't get confiscated when you're behind, but saying when the house is sold, you should get the money that comes from that beyond what goes to pay your debt. Right.
4: Okay. So is Minnesota unusual in that this is how they respond in this circumstance?
12: It is a minority. um, So it's, it's about a dozen states, so around one in four Um, states have laws similar to what Minnesota has, and in in the others, it doesn't work that way. So it's not most states, but it's a good chunk. Um, And some of them, the the most shocking one that I read about while I was researching this piece is actually Nebraska. And what happens there is if you fall behind on your property tax, uh, your house can be sold without your knowledge to private investors. The state does not tell you anything about this until three years later, And then you get a notice that says you have 90 days to pay all your back taxes, 14% interest and associated fees, or your house is just gone. Um, And, you know, that's going to be impossible, right? Someone who's already behind on taxes, they can't come up with that kind of money in 90 days. Um, And so there's, you know, there's this handful of states around a dozen that have similar laws like this. And if, if Geraldine Tyler wins her case with the Supreme court, it very likely it would force, you know, this whole. Uh, set of a dozen states to reconsider their laws not just Minnesota right
3: so obviously this is draconian um, the intent of governments is not to pull people out of their houses you would think there'd be some sort of middle ground uh, is there an effort underway for to hold people accountable that you know your taxes of course should be paid at the same time we don't want to evict people especially elderly people from their house for owing X amount of thousands of dollars sometimes even hundreds of dollars out of their houses how does this all wind its way out bonnie
12: yeah i don't beyond this case and addressing you know this really egregious example of it i don't know if there's any sort of bigger push to look at uh how we handle lapses in property taxes more generally more generally because as you say frequently when people fall behind on their property taxes to the point that they're going to lose their homes it is it often coincides with extenuating circumstances, right? Like sure. a sudden job loss, a severe illness, and it is frequently elderly people who have paid off their home in full. Because when you have a mortgage payment like I do, the mortgage collector sure. T- pays takes the, taxes, the property right. taxes automatically. Yeah, it'd be super hard for me to fall behind in my property taxes as long as I'm paying the mortgage every month. But if you have paid off your house 20 years ago, you know, that's that's easy to miss. Um, so, you know, I don't know of anything offhand to sh- to say That's we corrective. need to provide some relief for, for people, especially, I mean, I can't imagine owning your house outright and losing it because you owe a few hundred dollars, um, but that does happen, and so in the the column toward the end, I, I was reminded of efforts that, that some churches have to pay off medical debt for folks mm-hmm. um, a, as a way to sort of you know get people out of these one-time emergencies. And I think something like that to help people address property tax delinquency could be really helpful as well.
4: We're talking to Bonnie Christian about the article in Christianity Today called These States Are Devouring Widows' Houses. Bonnie, this is, I'm really glad you wrote about this because I wasn't aware of it. And I want to ask you about our state of Pennsylvania. But before that, can you mention the situation in the District of Columbia? You mentioned 76-year-old Benny Coleman in your article. I mean, A minuscule debt. Who ended up losing his house? Can you explain that?
12: Yeah. So his debt was it was under one hundred and fifty dollars. It was very very small, and he he was the um, district of Columbia confiscated his house, and then he he was he was very old, and he had if if I remember correctly, um, he was suffering from dementia, Mm. in the early stages of it, and so he didn't really understand what had happened to him and he so after he was evicted from his house he spent several months the washington post reported living on his front porch and he was telling his neighbors that he would locked himself out because he he couldn't understand why he couldn't get back into his home Um, and he would flag down emergency responders like police officers because he he wanted help getting back inside his home um And so for one hundred and thirty four for one hundred and thirty four dollar debt. And it was it was sold to a private investor who turned around and sold the house for seventy one thousand dollars and he didn't get a dime of that. And so his case came to light uh, about five, six years ago when the city lost a class action suit um, brought by residents, including him, who had. Been driven out of their homes and they had to pay about a million dollars to, to this group of people which really isn't that much considering like the size of the group and and what particularly people like benny coleman had gone through mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just it's a, a shocking case like that that he was just turned out and didn't even understand why he'd been turned out
3: right. any idea about the state of pennsylvania bonnie
12: as far as i know um you do receive the difference in pennsylvania um, okay. I remember looking into this a bit when I was I don't think it's on that list of a dozen states that has these more egregious laws. Um, but I, I don't want to say that with complete confidence um, and misinformed folks, because sure. it's, it's been a, a little while since I wrote this piece. Right
3: At the same time, what, what you bring up in the article about the medical debt, we do know that many churches have used medical debt as sort of a, a missional outreach. Can you talk about that as well?
12: Yeah, medical debt is an interesting case because frequently what happens after it's been unpaid for quite a while is the debt itself gets sold at a discounted rate. And so oftentimes you can pay off the whole bill for a fraction of the price Mm. Um, because it's sort of a complicated market and and people buy it for, for less. And the idea is, you know, if you can get you can pay $20 for a $200 debt and collect 100 of that 200, you still turn a profit So churches are able to spend, you know, a small fraction of the total value of people's medical debts to get them in the clear because of how that works. I don't think property taxes would have that same sort of discount. It would be very nice. I don't think it would work that way. But again, as we've discussed, some of these these debts that people owe that get them turned out of their homes are so small, you know, like – if, if 150 bucks could have come to, to Benny Coleman, maybe he wouldn't have lived on his porch for months. Um, and that that's certainly something I think that even very tiny congregations would be able to come up with.
4: Bonnie Christian's been our guest. She's a columnist at Christianity Today, also the author of Untrustworthy, The Knowledge Crisis Breaking Our Brains, Polluting Our Politics, and Corrupting Christian Community. Bonnie, a pleasure to have you back. Thank you.
13: Yeah, thank you. My nieces asked me the other day, What was your favorite movie as a kid? And the obvious answer is The Princess Bride for the sword fighting alone. I don't like the scary eels in that movie. Or the pit of despair. Agree. But in each dreary situation, along comes a saving grace to make the scary a bit better, right?
12: Even the listeners know you're about to do a crazy mortgage analogy. Just get on with it.
13: It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And if you're a person who's been thinking new home purchase, but maybe your credit is a bit dreary or maybe you don't have a ton of money to put down, the government-backed FHA loan just changed the game with a saving grace. The one negative of these loans was the MIP, or insurance premium, you have to pay. But as of this March, that's been slashed by almost 50%, which means a lot less money wasted and, depending on the loan size, could save you a couple hundred bucks a month on your mortgage.
12: Inconceivable. We... Our United Faith Mortgage.
13: United Mortgage Court,
9: Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672.
0: Is your car still under warranty? No, not anymore. My mechanic just
8: suggested an extended service plan from Ox Car Care. Ox Car Care? Yeah. Ox will cover repair bills if anything happens to the car. new Brakes, transmission, AC, or engine problems. Plus, Ox Car Care offers free oil changes, tire rotation, and roadside assistance.
14: Wait. You pay nothing on repairs. Ox gets it fixed. Free oil changes, free tire rotation, and free roadside assistance.
8: Yeah, you don't pay. Ox pays. Ox even has a 30-day money-back guarantee and is A-plus rated on the BBB. They handle their claims from start to finish,
16: unlike those other
14: warranty companies. The last thing I need is an unexpected car repair bill. I'm calling Ox Car Care now.
9: Call Ox Car Care for your free quote, 800-294-7524. Ask about senior and military discounts. Don't get stuck with a major car repair bill. Call Ox today, 800-294-7524, or log on to OxCarCare.com,
2: OxCarCare, 800-294-7524.
9: Has your home fallen victim to Mother Nature? Get a free storm damage analysis from Bachman's Roofing. You may never notice the damage from storms, so let the experienced team at Bachman's Roofing provide a free analysis to check for damages from the recent storms. Bachman's is now offering 0% financing and no payments for six months. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachman'sroofing.com to set up your free storm damage analysis by May 1st. That's 412-744-8390.
0: Creation Festival 2023 is your summer destination. June 21st through 24th at Agape Farm, Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Switchfoot, Matt Powell, We The Kingdom, Big Daddy Weave, Riley Clemens, Micah Tyler, and many more. Creation Festival: Worshiping Our Creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home change. Get half off the current ticket price now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com. Did it.
4: I mean, I like the experience a lot. I just hate it. To
3: sleep. Yeah, here we go. I mean, I would go to Creation Fest. I've done it. Do you sleep uh, in a tent? In my car. Not in the tent.
4: I think I went three times. Were
3: well, you in college uh, or high school?
4: I was in college and, uh, the first, (laughs) the first two times I don't remember where we slept. Hmm. So I'm not sure what the explanation is there, except (laughs) that I can, (laughs) I can tell you for sure that the last time I slept in my car, Hmm. because that's what made it the last time.
3: Yeah. Well, why don't you just pitch a tent or, you know, do you know me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to be in a tent.
4: I don't have a tent. No,
3: Yeah. Right. No, we we. I bet you we've gone. I mean, my wife and kids went more than I did. I'm sure I was there maybe four times, okay. five
4: times. Where did you sleep? In a tent. Oh, yeah. She's in a sleeping bag. That. Yeah. I, 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 like, you I know, like the whole thing I've about never it. slept in a tent in my whole life. What? Now, now, you're I've missing camped, out. You're missing out. I have out. camped numerous times North. in a pop-up camper. Oh. I have never slept in a tent. And I really have zero desire to ever do that. I,
3: well, I don't understand what the
4: problem is. What what could possibly not? Yeah. It's
3: fun. It's fun. A tent. How about a tent in a rainstorm? Oh, oh, oh. now you're talking.
4: Yeah, it's, yeah we, nothing about that. Last
3: fun. time we tented, uh, we tented in the Outer Banks on Ocracoke. And man. I mean,
4: with <laughs> all the sand and everything? We, no,
3: yeah, with all the sand. Yeah, it was fine. That, what? but one night we were deluged. I mean it was like
4: And of course you're. it's holy it's wet. It, you you see you're sleeping in a in a wet sleeping bag.
3: Uh w- no, we abandoned we abandoned the tent. We just abandoned ship and got in the car. And they came back the next day. We like left the campground. It was like <laughs> It was like madness. Came back the next day, all of our stuff was soaked just the See, no, this in...
4: isn't a story that recommends camping to me. Well, I,
3: I don't know. It's a good story. There was always, you know, we had an experience. We always talk about it. Remember that time, blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Okay, I like it. I there, like it a lot.
4: There's this guy on YouTube. I believe he's Japanese. And he goes and sets, he goes and camps with his dog. Yeah. Okay. And he puts all of his, like, overnight expeditions on YouTube. mm and you follow this guy yes I do follow this guy because there's something it's one of those um Lexi you're gonna know what the word is what's the word for like a certain stimuli that are calming I have no clue yeah what you,
1: you do about you yeah, mean you like do.
3: a white noise thing it's
4: kind of like that it's like a, it's like a larger umbrella term for like certain videos that you'll find on yeah. YouTube that you watch just because they're calming
3: hmm, I don't know what that is <sighs> sorry
1: Aren't, not, are you talking about ASMR videos? Yes, I am. A-S-M-R, exactly. ASMR videos. Yeah. It's an ASMR video. What's that?
3: Audio stimulation my ranch. I
1: don't know what it is. <laughs> my <laughs> ranch. Um I've always I don't really know what it stands for. I'll look it up. Yeah. But um it's essentially just like the big ones that I can think of are like people will like tap on the microphone and they'll whisper and yeah. be oh, in your ear and I I personally hate creepy. it. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are really into it. Okay, so this guy. Okay, so this guy,
4: films his camping, and you would not think that was an ASMR thing. Yeah, but, but it is. Watching it, it really, it. I mean, it's very well edited. It's silent. It's just subtitled, and he's got a really cute dog. And it shows how he sets up his tent, mm-hmm. how he eats, when he, how he puts his tent away, and leaves. And I think I've watched like five of them. Get
3: out. Yeah. How long are the uh, the videos? I
1: bet each one of them is. Ten minutes. Oh, I have the what it stands for. Okay, what does it stand for? Um, autonomous sensory meridian response, a term used to describe a tingling, static-like, or goosebump sensation in response to specific triggering audio or visual stimuli. Goosebumps. Exactly.
3: So it's a positive thing.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: You get your goosebumps. Don't you like a little goosebump? I do like. Was the last little time goosebumps? you had goosebumps? <laughs> you know, like, put that in your calendar. It's, goosebumps today. That's at 2 funny. I don't.
4: I don't actually remember. Right. <laughs> funny isn't it
3: yeah it's kind of like it's a personal thing too isn't it actually yeah, goosebumps it, today.
4: it was probably when i saw the thing on our facebook page and i thought well i should really erase that what thing? from several oh, years ago the goosebumps i think i'm currently looking yeah, for okay. um we were talking about upcoming music uh my husband and i are going to see snarky puppy are you they're going to be at the uh carnegie
3: musical in, in homestead uh, very nice
4: that's in april
3: okay we're going to see uh tomorrow night we're going to godspell
4: Oh, on on Carnegie Mellon's campus. Carnegie
3: Mellon, where it all started. Yeah, okay. my friend, uh, my friends have never seen it. They have no idea what it's about.
1: No. Lex, do you know Godspell? Yeah. You um, like it? Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. I love. Kath does
3: not. I like it. I like it. Do you like it? I'm happy to go. I'm happy to go.
1: Do you like it? John? I, I
3: told my friend. My friend said, "You know, so my friend works at Carnegie Mellon. He's he sent me the link, and he said interested." And I was like, "Well, it comes, you know, with some caveats." Um, I remember it fondly, you know, I I was alive when it first hit Broadway. It has Pittsburgh roots. Um, look, I'm not looking, I'm not looking for pure theology. Well,
4: of course there's no theology. Well there is theology. No, it's of course just bad. it's from the bath- it's, ba- it's bad theology. It's from the and it's, the it's just of Mark. so dated. It's from the Gospel of Mark without the conclusion no, of the book. no,
3: there's there's a gray area here. I'm not saying it's like proper theology okay. that's it's gonna destroy me, you know, or No, I'm not saying it's, it's going me. to destroy
4: you either. It's all it's just dated, super dated musically. Well,
3: I mean, so is a raisin in the sun. I mean, you know <laughs> what I mean, so is Oklahoma. Right? Which I mean, isn't,
4: you know, I don't
3: like Oklahoma either. Well, I like Oklahoma. Okay. The first act is fabulous. <laughs> Second act, Lori's ballet. I mean, you know, it's okay.
4: It goes on for a long right. time. Yeah. But it poor
3: really Judd be. is dead? Yeah. Oh, it's a great. Okay, who oh. else is coming? Oh, what? What do you mean? Who's coming?
4: Someone else is coming. Oh, I just it was uh, announced today. Wait,
3: was it? let you got this? There's a concert coming in here into Pittsburgh. When is this happening? You know? In the fall. Okay. Oh. Wait, are we done? No, <laughs> We're done. <laughs> I thought we were going to play some music. Oh, yeah, it's too much. We're bad. playing this music. And you called for this oh, music I'm... to be repealed the other day. Oh, here we go. There we go. But we... well, we're off the air, though, right? But we're not. Not okay. yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love, don't you love Peter Gabriel?
4: This is one of my favorite pop songs.
3: Yeah, it's a great song.
4: Salisbury Hill, mm-hmm. another great song. Same album?
3: I think so. But then there's Peter Gabriel playing the piano as well. <laughs> I mean... I'm... That's a weird concert. This isn't Peter. Sometime in the fall. Have a great night, Pittsburgh. A little confusing here at the end. (laughs) The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.